So today in our message, whether you're in-house or online, um, in your house, um, I encourage you to be engaged on Slack. This is where we want to be adding to the message itself, where we're not just listening to me ramble on, but you're going to be talking to each other on Slack. You're going to be engaging with each other. The purpose of our engagement is not just intellectual ideas. The purpose of our engagement is the Holy Spirit lives inside of each one of us who says that Jesus Christ is Lord, and as the Holy Spirit lives in us, we speak to each other. We're building each other up, the Bible says, in our most holy faith. And so we're using Slack as a place where all of us have voice that speak the words of God to each other. Or we ask questions and we dive deeper into what is being presented. So today I'm kind of the moderator that goes through all of this with us and allows us to guide a, a communal conversation through what God is saying to each one of us. So let's start with scripture because that's important. And as I read the scripture, I want you to consider how does Psalm 119, 9 to 12 help us grapple with the challenge of reading scripture? This sermon series is called Read Your Bible with Understanding is really what it's called, but it's also called just Read Your Bible. And, uh, and so this, this verse that we're about to read, I want you to, to engage with us. How does this help us grapple with the challenge of reading Scripture? So let's read Scripture together. Psalm 119, 9 to 12. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it, by guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. So I'd love to hear from you. How does Psalm 119 help us grapple with the challenge of reading Scripture today? I mean, I have heard that reading Scripture is really challenging. And, uh, and, and it's something that we, that we have to work through because, well, there's a bunch of reasons. Christians tell me it's hard work to read the Bible. Sometimes it's hard to understand. It's not enough action, which I don't know what book you're reading, but there's a lot of action going on in, in the Bible. It's not written in a way that's easy to read, partially because it was written in Greek and Hebrew and um, I can't say that word. Why can't I say words? Oh my goodness. Anyways, so it's not easy to read. And it's and totally different cultures are represented. I mean, they didn't have cars. They didn't have planes. They didn't have phones or the internet. They didn't have not graphic novels the way we have graphic novels. So how can Psalm 119 help us grapple with the challenge of reading these scriptures? Um, so... Reading the Bible isn't the same thing as reading a, a modern novel. I don't know how anybody ever felt like that. Like, it's not the same thing as reading a novel. It isn't, it's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to pick it up and start at the beginning and go all the way through and just, oh, I, it's riveting, I can't put it down. That's not the way the Bible's written. I just finished reading all nine books of the Expanse series. That is nothing like reading the Bible. Like, you're just reading this, this book and, and, and it's written for the purpose of just capturing your attention and entertaining me. Well, the Bible didn't do that. It's not, it's not written for the purpose of entertaining me. 
And, uh, and, and so it's not the same. It's not even the same as reading a textbook. I, I don't know, I, when I was doing my, my master's degree, I had to read a whole bunch of books that were written like textbooks, and they were brutal to get through, but they were going through these, bam, 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 here's what you need to know. They were very structured. Very, this is the chapter on this topic. Bam, there it is. This is the, everything you need to know on this topic, subcategorized into this and this and this and this. The Bible's not written like that either. So it's not written like a textbook. It is hard to, to grapple with because we don't have many other pieces of that type of literature going on in our world. It's a totally different type of literature. It's something doing something different. So Psalm 119 allows us to, to look at this reading the Bible, and it gives us a couple pointers. Um, someone said that they, they like the idea of carrying the word in our hearts. So the only way you're going to carry the word in your hearts is if you got it into your heads. It needs to be heard for us to be able to get it into a place where it's affecting our life. And so we've got to be able to get through that piece where we're like, okay, so so carrying it in our hearts so that, so that God is, is, is working with it. Another person says what we focus on tends to influence our approach to things. When I go to the Bible, I get answers that are different from the social norms. Right. That's huge. So, so when, we, when we look at Psalm 119, we see like, God, teach me your statutes. And we go to the Bible, and it gives us answers that are different than what cultural normative stuff is like. I, and one of the brilliant pieces of what God has done in, in Scripture is he's rooted it in a story that you can't just change based on cultural norms. You can't just be like, oh, well, culture's going this way, so this is what we think. The Bible roots us in something where God's like, I'm a lot less changing than you people are. I remember being a youth pastor, and uh, as a youth pastor, we had multiple games that we, would, that we would run, and they would just be so entertaining. Um, and, and so, you know, you remember uh, there, there are games like, like Gorgon and games like, like um, I'm even forgetting some of the names, but, but they're out there, and they're, they're just entertaining games. And, and the kids would be like, I love these games, yay, yay. But I knew that if I just stuck with that one game, and every single week we played the exact same game, youth would just change their mind on me. They'd be like, nope, not the same anymore. I don't like this game anymore. And they would just be like, we're going this way. Well, us as adults and young adults, this is what we do with God all the time. God, this is a good idea. And then, and then we're like, oh, but, but we want it to be like this, and this is what it should be like, and this is what we should value, and this is what we should go for. And the Bible stands through this time and says, my way is unchanging. I have a much longer view on things than fickle culture does, than, than your immediate feeling for need or immediate, immediate feeling of this or that. The Bible has a longer view on all that than we do. Carrying the word in our hearts means carrying it in our minds as well. The transforming of our mind transforms our heart too. I read in a book that your heart cannot love what your mind does not know. Wonderful. What a, great, what a great answer. So as we build God's word in our minds, it transforms our hearts. 
And so David, who is this young man writing this psalm, he's coming at it going, help me know how to do this. I want to know how to do this. I want to know how to be a transformed mind. And, uh, and so this is, a, this is such a, a huge piece. So the message of God is timeless and speaks to every single generation. Yes, absolutely. That is exactly what is, what is happening. Um, so I want to I ask us another question. We're going to move on into, into a different question here. Because yes, the Bible is different. Yes, it's timeless. Yes, it shapes our actions and our hearts and our minds. Yes, it's doing all of this. What is the purpose of the Bible? What is the, like, root down through everything in your mind and in your heart, what do you see as the purpose of the Bible? Because sometimes when we get to what the purpose is, then we get to an understanding of a motivation. Then we get to, why can I read it? How am I going to get my, my, my mind into this very different understanding, very different style of book? How am I going to read it, well, let's talk about understanding purpose. What is, what is the purpose of the Bible? Someone writes very quickly, uh, they're, they're on this, and they say, almost everything we read and hear is corrosive, but God's word brings life, hope, and healing. You know, is, like, isn't that something that, that happens in your life? I don't know if you, you know, get home and you want to unwind at the end of the day. And, and, and so what you do is you turn on TV or you put a screen in front of you or, you or even read a book, you know, like The Expanse, something that I did. And, and, and even as I'm reading it, there's, there's this element of corrosion that's happening. Like, it's like, oh, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't quite the spiritually uplifting and unwinding thing that I wanted to see happen. That was... That was a reflection of our reality. It's good, it's bad, it's all these things playing out. But the Bible gives us something more. So, so what is the purpose of the Bible? One person had said, you know, it brings life and hope and healing. Yes, it does. A foundation into Christ, a relationship, and our true selves. Someone writes here, to reveal God to us. You know, it, it's, it's something like... The Bible is written to reveal God to us. So many people in this world, how can I know God? 150 billion different ways to know God. How am I supposed to know God? The Bible gives us a timeless means to know God. If you want to know God, how can a young man keep his way pure? Look at this. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to the words. With my whole heart I seek you. Okay, I want to know God. I want to seek God. Look at this. Let me not wander from your commandments. It's written right here. I know who you are. You want to know God? Crack open your Bible. And let me tell you, it's challenging. Because the more I know God, the more I recognize I'm not him. And that sucks. Because it means that some of the decisions that I make aren't the same type of decisions that God would make. But I really wanted to make those decisions. And so we, we've got this. You know, 
to, to reveal God to us. Um, Psalm 78.4 says, We will not hide them from your children, but tell them to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders of what he has done. It is revealing God to us. We won't hide them from our children. We're going to tell everybody from generation to generation to generation what God is like. That's what the Bible's doing. It's revealing God. Glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and his wonders what he's done. Someone wrote that, that it is also a, a, a way of communication. It changes or speaks to me differently at different times in my life. You know, the Bible, the Bible is speaking God's direction, speaking God's way, revealing God's heart to us. And it's, it's wonderful. Someone writes a scripture verse, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof and for correction and for training in righteousness, the man of God, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I keep on seeing man in the scriptures, and it's really funny because I'm like, over half of you are all female, and uh, you're included. <laughs> it's generic. Generic male, generic person. Sorry. Um, but but scripture is breathed out by God. And it's meant to guide and reprove and train us. It's a blueprint for our life. You know what's really funny? I, I, I grew up hearing, it's a blueprint for my life. It's like, come on. It's a blueprint for your life. And I'm sitting here going, living in, well, at that time, it was 20th century. Um, and, and I'm living in the 20th century. And I'm, and I'm looking in the Bible, because I'm a teenager looking for what job I'm supposed to get. Someone told me it's a blueprint for my life. So I'm like, okay, what job am I going to get? Where should I work? And I open up the Bible, and uh, it didn't help me. I'm asking the wrong questions of the Bible. It is a blueprint for my life, because it shows me who I'm going to become, who God wants me to become. It didn't show me what profession I was going to be in but it shows me who I want to become. And, uh, and, and I just, I, I love it. I think that this, is, that this is wonderful. So I've always found that the Bible is God's story. Although God doesn't always speak to me through the Bible every time I read it, his story helps me recognize when he's speaking to me elsewhere. So the stories are emerging out of the Bible. The stories are saying, like, God is doing so much good. I'm going to tell a story here. If I tell you that I can make $1,000 a week by buying and selling cars on the Internet, $1,000 a week by buying and selling cars on the Internet, and I never see the cars and I never see the buyers, I never touch the car and I never know anything about cars, and I say... I can make $1,000 a week doing it, and you can too. I can teach you, just pay me $50 a week, and I'll teach you how to do it. Now, what would you do to that, being a typical person in, you know, 21st century internet world? Well, first, you would, you would, you would look into it, maybe. You'd be like, is it working for anybody? 
anybody. Is anybody actually doing this? Is the guy who's promising to teach me how to do it, is the guy who's promising actually doing it? Second, you would test to see if, if indeed I was doing it and I'm making $1,000 a week, which isn't a ton of money, but I'm making $1,000 a week buying and selling cars I've never seen to people I've never seen. So, so this is what I'm doing. You would test the legality of what I'm doing would be the next thing. Does it work? Is it good? Is it allowable? And we would be testing the, the legality. Next, you would test to see if the idea was worth, worth the risk and the investment of you spending $50 a week to learn from me how to make $1,000 a week. Is it worth the risk and investment? And fourth, you would ask if you have the energy to follow through on it. So if you found any reason not to go down that road, you just wouldn't do it. The Bible is the same in so many ways. People test it. The crazy thing, yes, you're right, it's a pyramid scheme. Um, and, and, you know, what, what that was, was a pyramid scheme. But, but people test it. And what they discover is the Bible is not a pyramid scheme. The Bible is working for other people. The Bible is holding water. The Bible is worth the risk and the investment that it takes. And you have to ask yourself the question, am I going to take the energy to invest in this? Am I going to take the energy that gets it? So the stories that we hear are, are so important. The Bible is God's story. And it's been verified generation after generation after generation for humanity all the way back. It's not this arbitrary, oh, I'm going to make up a story and everybody's going to believe it, but it's been verified. Guys, if the Bible wasn't verifiable, we would not be in existence as a church. It just wouldn't happen. But we are here not because somebody made you be here, but because God has done something in your life. God is still at work, and the type of God we see is revealed in the Bible. So, but the Bible is revealing God, and he's revealing God, most importantly, as through the person of Jesus. We need to recognize that God is being revealed in the person of Jesus, right? Like, God is right there, and the Old Testament... When I'm reading the Old Testament, I'm like, well, what are we talking about? Assyria and the Chaldeans, and we're talking about, you know, um, circumcision, and we're talking about, like, just strange stuff. People walking around saying, unclean, unclean. Well, that's not strange. That's really relevant now. Um, and, and so we're, we're talking about, like, all of this strange, detached stuff. And we go, what is it about? Well, all of the Bible is about pointing and revealing to us as humans what God is, who God is, and he did it most concisely by becoming a human, by becoming finite, tangible, interacting. And so the Old Testament is prepping the groundwork for us to see God as human, and the New Testament is saying Okay, so this was Jesus. He is God. Now I can know what God is like. Now I can know the vision that God has for us as humans through the person of Jesus. And, and 
It's also, and this is the one that's shocking for a lot of us, the Bible talks a lot about the restoration of creation. The restoration of creation. So it's revealing God through the person of Jesus in the restoration of creation. This is what the Bible's purpose is. The Bible shows us God's intent to restore all of creation to himself. Romans chapter 8, 22 to 25. For we know that all creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons and daughters and the redemption of our bodies. For in this we in this hope, we were saved. Now, hope that's seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with patience. The story of promised church is to foreshadow the fulfillment of God's promises. We're foreshadowing the fulfillment of God's promises. We see that God is going to restore creation. We see it where? In the Bible. That God is going to restore creation. And now we invest in it. We wait patiently and we foreshadow it. So these are all purposes. I love the engagement that we've gotten on Slack. These are all purposes that we've seen in the Bible. And and, and for the Bible. Just really, really great things. So it definitely takes energy to invest in it. But the rewards are incredible. So I have one more question for us today. as As we... Consider how this applies. How can I know how to apply these historic writings that reveal God in the person of Jesus for the restoration of the world? How can I know how to apply these historic stories in my own life? How can I know what to do with all this? How can can you know? What do you do? So somebody mentioned earlier that, that, uh, that, the, that the scripture is breathed out by God. And, and we say that the entire Bible was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God's spirit revealing God's nature to humanity in all forms, but through actual history. So it didn't happen in a vacuum. It's actual historic facts. God did this. God did that. So how do I apply these stories into my own life? How how do I know which ones to apply? How can I tell? How is this supposed to change my life? See, God didn't only set up a way to do life. God set up a system by which we would know that we could trust him. And it does include a way that we do life. So I'm just waiting for, I see the, the, the awesome thing on the bottom of Slack. It's like several people are typing. And I'm like, that's more than three because it gives me three. So um, yeah, how, how can we do it? The first way that I want to share today, while I'm waiting for you guys, the Holy Spirit, the one who inspired the writing of Scripture, is the one who is reading Scripture with you. How do I know what to apply in my life? Well, here's what we can say. Before you open up the Scripture... Do this little mind prayer. You could say it out loud. You could say it in your mind. Just make sure you you focus and set your heart to understand it. God, 
What would you like to say to me today, right now? It's so simple. It's so simple. It's like, well, that was easy. God, what would you like me to say to say to me right now? I woke up this morning, and I was, I was telling somebody I had a strange dream, totally unrelated to the service, but I'll share it with you. Woke up this morning, and, and I've got this, this reoccurring dream that I have about airplanes. I'm on an airplane. Like, actually on an airplane, on the outside of the airplane. I am on the airplane. And I'm flying somewhere, and it's like clouds, and then I go down, and there's water, and then I fly up into the clouds again, and there's land or whatever. Well, this morning, my airplane crashed. First time, I don't know what it means. I've had this dream hundreds of times. It's an airplane dream. I don't know. And this morning, it crashed. This has nothing to do with the sermon. But my airplane crashed. I was horrified. I woke up this morning and I knew I needed to read the Bible. Maybe it's because my airplane crashed. So I read my Bible. And this is actually how I read. I read the book of Colossians today in under five minutes. Here's how. I open up my Bible app. I hit play. And then I hit three times speed. <coughs> Fastest I've ever read the book of Colossians in my life. But it was profound and amazing and as I'm sitting there and 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 the book of Colossians is flying through my mind God is reminding me of his greatness of who he is when Devin said today that that he's calling people to praise him the book of Colossians calls to praise God so someone says that uh that reading my Bible with expectation that God wants to reveal something to me and will reveal. So how do I keep these, this, his, apply these uh, historic stories that God wants to reveal something to you and he will reveal it through the Holy Spirit. Someone wrote, it's time for a new dream. Thank you. I really wish I could control my airplane dreams. I can't even control the plane. Total distraction, people. Um, I don't know how to apply these historic events to my life, but it shows God's hand at work and also his faithfulness. He reveals himself through these stories. I also know these people were also humans, and it gives me comfort that God is faithful to me and he, to that, then, and he's faithful now. And so I pray before reading the Bible and ask God to reveal himself to me. Yes! <laughs> I love it. This is it. We, it's not like when I'm reading the Bible, God's going to then tell me what job I should go to or what car I should buy. It's about the story of God proving his faithfulness again and again. And guess what? That the fact that I'm looking for a job, I, I'm not looking for a job, but the fact that I might, <laughs> I might be looking for a job is something that I can look back at these historic stories and say, God is the one who faithfully provides. Oh, that applies to my life now. God will be faithful today for me. So as we read with the Holy Spirit, God is working with us and through us. And so I just really want to encourage you to read your Bible! It's good. <laughs> and, and read your Bible understanding that it's the same God who was doing all of this. Now, 
As I'm waiting for the last couple thoughts, I am going to plug one more time the more experience tonight. Young adults and youth come tonight to Bradford United Church, 66 Ferry Street North in Bradford, Ontario. Come here because God wants to grow your understanding and your experience of himself. The God you learned about in Sunday school, the God that you've been trying to follow maybe or don't know if you want to follow anymore, that God is a God who is way bigger than what you know of him. And more is this place where we are going to explore the boundaries of what we have known of God. Someone says, the thing that I also keep in mind, maybe what I'm reading isn't going to apply at this very second. Maybe God's prepping me for a day to come or later in the week, recommending patience, recommending love. God knows what's coming, so don't read and forget minutes after. Chew on it like a nice piece of gum. And what a great exhortation. What a great exhortation. Read scripture. It's something that, as, as our beginning verse talked about, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So keep on, uh, keep on reading the word. Someone just reminded us of joining the Bible in a year channel. God's revealing things. God's revealing himself to people in there. And, uh, and let's continue on. So let me pray a, a prayer of closing today. God, we thank you for the hour and 15 minutes that we got to spend praising you, got to spend considering um, yummy treats and, and what you're doing in our hearts through reading the word. We thank you that your word reveals you in the person of Jesus for the restoration of creation. And we pray that we would be people who can see it, who can understand your vision and understand your word. Give us the heart and the desire for your scripture, your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for being a part of us, our service today. We pray that God will bless you more tonight. More tonight, 7 o'clock. God bless.